Uncle, it's me. You're late. Let me call you back. Uncle, we found it. The mark of the withered tide, the rivers rise, but they arrested Carpenter. They took her. I don't know where. Stop talking. Wait one second. I need some privacy. Go on. We found a town to the north, an abandoned place. We, uh... The circumstances don't matter. Describe the mark to me, quickly. Uncle, I don't know how long I have. Can you tell me where I need to go next? Please. You don't need to worry. Everything will be taken care of. Describe the mark to me, son. You begin with the 14th canticle. At the 8th turn, stop. Three parallel lines over the utmost curly cue. Then you make the sodden rose to the right. Five symbols beneath it all in the oldest script. Body. Death. Water. Life. Earth. That's it. That's it? That's everything? You're absolutely certain? Yes, but Uncle, the police! Tell me about the police. They're everywhere on the roads. I keep hearing the sirens. I'm not gonna get far on foot, Uncle. Please, I need your help. What other resources do you have? Are you armed? I've got Carpenter's revolver, but there's only a few bullets left, I think. It would be a great help to the rest of us if you could take some of them with you. But if that isn't possible, I understand. Goodbye, Faulkner. What do you mean? Mason! Mason! No. No, no, no! You bastard! You coward! You... Fuck! Ah! This isn't how it ends for me! This isn't how it ends for me, Mason! You're gonna see that! Everyone is gonna see that! It's 441. Hey, big brother. It's you. Had this number for a while, just wasn't sure the right time to call. Any time would have been the right time. Uh, things have sort of, uh, veered off course for me, Eddie. Thought I'd better check in. Well, of course. What's going on with you, Rich? Can you hear? Can you hear me? Do you need any help, uh, Richard? I'm here, Eddie. Uh, well, well, good. I wasn't expecting you to be so kind to me. What are you talking about? You're my little brother. Why wouldn't I want to help? You left after Charlie died. You left us in that house. I thought it was because I. I thought I must have done something to make you leave. Oh, little brother. 
Is that what's been eating at you all this time? You were 13 years old. You weren't to blame. What happened to Charlie wasn't your fault. And I didn't leave because he died. I left that house because I thought I could do better. Because I was a selfish kid and I didn't see why I should be stuck with you and dad. And I'm sorry as hell about it. I don't really know if I deserve the kindness, Eddie. I don't need you to. Rich. Hmm? Tell me where you are. I can drive out come pick you up. I was overreacting just now, Eddie. I'm doing alright. I was just having a little moment. But I hope to hear from you. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear it, Rich. I've got so much ahead of me, Eddie. I'm gonna do great things. I never doubt it, little brother. Oh, hey. Do you want to speak to Dad? Dad's with you? Sure, he's been living with me for a while now. We got a call a couple years back from this village on the coast. Someone found him breaking into their garden. He was out there pruning flower beds, if you can believe it. He doesn't, uh, doesn't talk much anymore. Never could even tell us where you'd gone. Uh, just hang on. Let me go fetch him for you. I know he'll want to hear your voice. Dad! Dad! Just uh, give me a second, okay, little brother? Dad! Dad? Where are you at? I step out into the road and turn. Something is roaring through the darkness towards me, great and fast and relentless. It'd be helpful if I can take at least one of them with me. The revolver feels heavy in my hand. I raise it, trying to squint past the blazing glare of the twin headlights. It's not a police cruiser, I realize. It's a freight truck. It keeps coming at me, larger and larger, and then, quite suddenly, the truck swerves, and it slows as it swerves, careening off the tarmac and into the long grass, knocking through the wire fence and into the fields beyond, slower and slower, until finally, it trundles to a halt in the darkness far beyond. I drop the revolver and run down after it into the field, dashing through the dryer. As I get closer, I can just make out its driver, visible in the headlights glow. He slumped over the wheel in the cab, dead or sleeping, and I can hear the radio still chattering faintly from within.
This is how it ends. We've caught one of them. Perhaps if she's willing to talk, we'll catch even more. And Dagler? It was not my fault what happened to him. He was a good partner, a decent man. He deserves one hell of a funeral. Yes, yes, of course, I'd be honored to lay the wreath. One final performance, and the case closes. Another victory. The people will tell me how well I've done. I'll tell everyone, friends, colleagues, the people below, how well I've done. With a renewed sense of confidence and just the right amount of modesty. And slowly, indefinably, the contours of my life will begin to change for the better. A new coffee maker. Invitations to dinner. Maybe they'll give me time off. You've got this, Hayward. You've got this, partner. Almost at the finish line. These are the Silt Verses. And these are our disciples in the order of their arrival. B. Nar, David S. Deer, Jimmy Yamaguchi, Mabe de Brune, and Lucille Valentine. Written by John Ware and produced by Muna Hassan. Audio production by Sammy Holden. All right, let's get to it. I got you a cappuccino. I had one myself earlier. It's terrible. They don't know how to make it. Thanks. How's the leg? Hurts. How's the marriage? I've been thinking about something that makes me laugh. Some of the boys on the night shift were congratulating me just now on making your arrest. And, uh, the honest truth is that none of them seem to know what to make of you. Even now that we can see what you really are. You're like a throwback. As a matter of fact, Dagler and I, we were talking to the local police around here for a good few days now while we were investigating your various heinous crimes. And the older ones, yeah, they remember the parish of Titan flesh. The folks who used to worship the mad god that lived in the river. And some of them will even stop and take a piss into the White Gull River when they're on patrol just to make a point. But it's mostly just ritual by now. And when you talk to the young police, they don't even remember you at all. Give it another generation, and they'll be pleasure boating here. The river won't mind. Those pleasure boats tend to tip. What's in it for you? That's what I don't understand. Who could look at a god like that and think, yes, that's something for me. That's what I want to give myself to. When there's so much else to choose from. Anyway, as a sworn officer of the cloak, it's my duty to inform you that you are being charged with religious homicide, first class, and unlawful transfiguration on five counts, to wit, the matter of the fishing boat. Religious homicide, first class, and unlawful transfiguration on a single separate count, 
to wit the hotelier. Religious homicide, first class, exact numbers, as yet uncalculated, and religious terrorism, property damage, as yet uncalculated, and if we can make it stick, perhaps a uh, graffiti charge for your mess up river in the town of Bellwethers. Religious homicide, first class, violence against a police officer, and blasphemy against the cloak. That's for Dagler. If you're willing to share your real name, it'll be entered into the record. If not, you'll go down as Sandra. Either way, you'll be going down. Somehow I had it in my mind that you were going to burst in with a file and tell me you know all about who I really am. Not to be harsh, but I don't think anyone cares who you really are at this point. None of you ever did. Is that why you chose to embark upon your rampage against a defenseless local population? A fishing boat? The town? I didn't. I wasn't responsible for any of that. Then who was? The fishing boat in the town? That was the work of a man called Roke. I can take you to his bungalow if you like. We can listen to his confession. We can go right now. No, thank you. So, you're a co-conspirator, Roke? You and he... No, I never met Roke. What about the hotelier, East Stanton, of the dozy Pilgrim Wayside Motel at Marcel's Crossing? What happened to him? Well, he was alive when I last saw him. <laughs> I never met a fanatic who wasn't proud to admit what they'd done. I'm surprised at you. You saw the police tape at Bellwethers, didn't you? You and your delightful partner. So you know that your people already found the town. They found it, and then they abandoned it, because if you bastards can't control something, and you can't destroy something, you don't know what to do with your hands. And you must also know that we've been heading north these past few weeks, towards the town, not away from it. Maybe you circled back. Don't you care? Don't you? People have died, violently and absurdly, in the service of the thing you profess to love. Will you not take responsibility for that? My grandmother told me once about something that your policemen would do to us if we were ever caught. Your adjudicators wanted you to extract confessions from your suspects, and you were too stupid and clumsy to achieve anything by yourselves, so you'd hit upon the idea of using a god as your tool. Maybe some kind of god of truth that you could pray to, to help get answers out of the people you'd caught. But there's no such thing as a god of truth, because, well, how would that even work? So you found a god of openings, and you prayed to him instead. Yes, I've heard this. You drew the right marks, you whispered the right words, and you told your prisoners to open up, admit what they'd done, before it was too late. 
and if they didn't talk, they opened up. Some part of them, small at first, skin and flesh flowering off the finger bone, an eyeball blossoming into a different shape. And if they didn't talk, it got worse. Their ribs splitting and stretching up and out, every part of them becoming an opening. And even if they never spoke a word, it was still a victory, because you could take what remained of them, hallowed and eternal, and share the photographs with the newspapers for front-page circulation. As a reminder of the dreadful harm that obstinacy can cause. You'll be pleased to hear they don't do that anymore. But they did it. Like I said, we've moved on. Sometimes people say that we don't have any real choices in our lives. And me, I don't think that's true. I think that's um, too cynical. We do have a choice, but it's just the one. No matter what we find ourselves up against, resist or comply, there's no third option. So, you and I, we can light a candle before the shrine of the Lady Covenant right here and now. We can make our bargain freely and happily, no coercion involved, which will involve you giving us the names and locations of your co-conspirators. And we do take care of the people who comply. We can put you on a work program. We'll assign you a new god. One of the marginal deities that's in need of more followers. Some minor sacred hinge or mound or an uh, intensely dull fringe concept that hasn't had a chance to truly blossom. And we'll give you somewhere to live, away from it all. Alternatively, we can go to trial. You'll be sentenced and we can go to auction and see which lawful god wants you as its sacrifice. Sandra. My name is Carpenter. That was easy. It's my name. I want you to have to use it. You haven't gained anything. The trickle bears the torrent. You asked me how my marriage was before. Still intact, for now. I make a lot of um, desperate promises down the phone. I get a lot of pitying silences on the other end of the line. We keep up the dance between us locked in orbit. <clears throat> I uh, make mistakes, I told her the other night. I know I make mistakes, but I'm trying. I'm a good man at heart. You surely have to acknowledge that. And my wife just replied, No, Hayward. No, quite honestly, you uh, aren't all that good in your actions or in your thoughts. Although I understand how important it is to you that you believe it. It's more like there's a good man somewhere out in front of you, Hayward. <laughs> 
but he's a long way out and running fast, and he's getting smaller all the time. That <laughs> wounded me. Ugh, it's a hateful thing, isn't it? When it turns out someone really knows you like that. When all of your comfort is stripped from you and there's nowhere else to turn. I had to dissemble, of course. I played dumb, made a couple of sarcastic retorts, pretended she was seeing things that weren't really there. But when I hung up, that question clung to me. Wouldn't let me go. Who's running out in front of you, Carpenter? And is she getting any closer? My cappuccino's getting cold. Can we get another cup of coffee in here, please? Hello? Hello? Coffee in the interrogation room? Uh, I'll be right back. Think about what I said. Fuck. All units, turn off your radios. I repeat, turn off your radios. The target has found a police broadcasting channel. I repeat, the target has found a police broadcasting channel. Turn off your radio stack. It's time you slept. Don't think about it. Don't resist. There's simply no need. I'd like to give a very special shout out to the armed guards dashing blindly through the corridors of this radio station. Searching for me to end this broadcast. My friends, I know you're tired, overstretched. How long is it since you let go of the tension in your jaw, the strain behind your eyes, the worrisome flicker? of your responsibilities. Ending me is a task you should never have been asked to take on. So drop your rifles. Topple down where you like. Find your peace. The floor is hard. But I will What in the world? Is this how you do things out here in the sticks? What is this, nap time? Hey, wake up. Wake up. Wake up, damn it! All of you, wake up! Is anyone awake in here? Anyone? What did you do? I beg your pardon? They're asleep. 
Everyone's sleeping. Is this your doing? One of your, your trawler man's tricks. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey. Hayward, what's going on? This is investigating officer Hayward, Felix. Felix, are you there? Is anyone there? Come in, investigating officer Hayward. Who is this? Squad car 619. Just coming in off patrol. What can I help with? Something's happened down at the station. I think we're under attack. It's happening all over the territory. One of the radio stations has gone haywire. Seems like a god got loose. Orders are to stay put, switch off any electronics, and wait for further instructions. No, no, no. I've got a prisoner here. We're defenseless. I can't wait around. We need transportation someplace safe. Please, can you help me? Alright. Can you confirm your location? Uh, yes. It's, um, the station on Misbegotten Way. I don't know the exact address. Uh, on the main road, just before the turning to Marcel's Crossing. Yes, I know it. Hang tight, officer. We're on our way to pick you up. Meet us at the station entrance as soon as you're ready. All right. Thank you. Nothing to worry about. Someone's coming to get us. Mm, Don't you want to reconsider, Hayward? Now that you've had a taste of our true power- Stop talking. I thought your job was to make me talk. Come on now. It's not too late. Bring me a basin and we can baptize you. Bring you into the fold. The trawler man is welcoming. We won't even put you on a work program. On your feet. We're getting out of here. Just listen to that. You know what? Back in Glottage, we don't have to put up with this shit. Day after day, the vast majority of people go to work. They say their prayers. They get through the day intact. Reality stays within the usual permitted confines. And out here in the countryside, towns flood. And dirt patches eat you. And people turn into Fucking shrimp! Keep your gods on a leash! It shouldn't be this hard! Should it? Don't! Don't stray too far, Carpenter. You're not going anywhere. Ride's coming to get us out of here. Everything's taken care of. Oh, here we go. First thing in the morning, I'm driving you back to the city. And the jurisdictional stuff, we can figure that out later. This madness has an end to it. Thank you for coming. We need to get somewhere secure. This one's dangerous. Put her in the back and be careful. Hey, I said- Oh, she can come. But you? You're staying right here. Now who are you? I'm her ride. Good to see you, sister. Lie down on the floor and put your hands behind your head. Is that right? Hands behind your head or hands over your head? 
behind his head is fine. Put your hands behind your head. After he's uncuffed me. After you've uncuffed my friend there. Now, cuff yourself to the station doors behind you. You okay to walk? Okay to limp. Open the car door for me and I can topple in. Alright, let's get out of here. Carpenter. There are gods that feed on broken, whimpering things. Gods of sobbing fugitives and limping prey animals. Those trembling creatures for whom life is flight and fear and nothing else. Cowering in ditches, waiting for the axe to fall and beseeching some power, any power, to give them a moment's grace before it does. Find one of these gods and make it yours. Learn its language. Pray to it night and day. Hope for its grace. Because if that god won't answer you, there is nothing in this world that could stop me from hunting you down! If we do meet again, Hayward, I hope you talk less. Hey! Hey! Shit! Wake up, you idiots! So, um, did I just commit a crime? I don't, um, I've never done anything like this before. I've never even breached a work contract, and then I just, I just go and hold a cop at gunpoint. And what kind of crime even was that anyway? Because I didn't hurt anybody right? And I didn't steal anything? I feel like I ought to know what I just did that was so terrible back there. Somebody ought to tell you, shouldn't they? I'm sure they'll think of something. Thank you, Paige. First time offense, though, right? And you're welcome. Where'd you even get the police cruiser? Driver was sleeping by the roadside. Radio got to him, too. I just rolled him out and left him there. There's about a dozen joyriders out there on the roads right now in police cars. Sirens going off like crazy. What happened to Faulkner? I don't know. I don't think they've caught him yet. Page, I think he might be about to do something terrible. Okay. So how do we find him? West. You need to drive west. One way or another, he'll find his way back to the river. <laughs> 